Have you ever wondered what walking by faith and not by sight really looks like? Well, let me tell you about how my boundaries were tested, dismantled, restructured all through the process of walking by faith and not by sight. I remember laying in the hospital bed preparing for the birth of my second son. He, I was a high-risk pregnancy because of my weight. I, went, I wanted a VBAC and the VBAC was a no-no to the doctors. It's a vaginal birth after a C-section, which I had with my first son. So I was about to have my second son. And well, the cause for a uterine wall rupture was I, I was at a high risk. So deep down, I knew that I was to have a VBAC. It was in my spirit. I knew I was going to do this. This is what was going to happen. So after going through all of the commotions and the patience of having to communicate with my doctors, like, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm so grateful for the midwives that I had during this process. Um, after nine months, I was ready to deliver. Okay. And through the process, the doctor, um, my doctor ended up having to break my water and he placed a monitor on my baby's head, which we was still in utero. Um, so that if any signs of distress happened during that, they could just monitor his heart rate. Okay. So at that point, the doctor told my husband, Ryan, go and get some food, get, take a break, go to the bathroom, wash up, do what you got to do. Like, cause pretty soon, I mean, we just broke, she's going to go into labor pretty soon. And I was already, you know, contracting, doing certain things, but it was to a point where it was like, no worries. Okay. So, well, 10 minutes in, I'm calling Ryan and telling him that our son's heart rate dropped and that he, he's stuck. He's unable to go through the the birth canal. He can't get into the birth canal. He can't get into position. So in slow motion, I saw everything happening. Okay. And who the anesthesiologist's name, his name is John. He asked me, is there any music that you would like to listen to as we're, you know, getting you prepped in for surgery. And I said, anything, Tasha Cobbs, just put it on Pandora, whatever you got to do. Okay. Just Google play Tasha Cobbs. (laughs) And from that moment, uh, I, I just remember laying there and mind you, it was, it, 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 it was, it was, a, it's a scary experience. I mean, I had had my first C-section before, so I knew, um, the first one, this one, I mean, either way, it's an emergency. It's a, it's a C-section. Okay. It's major surgery. And, um, I was, I had to go in first by myself. And when I went in first by myself, my husband had to stay outside and the nurse was with him while he had to get his, you know, scrubs on and stuff. Well, I'm laying there and the anesthesiologist says, here's your music. And the song for your glory started playing and my husband walks in and my husband was in shock because I told him, 
that, you know, I was like, I know we're supposed to do a VBAC. I know we're supposed to do this. Like we're going to do this. And so in the middle of the C-section, he looks angry. He looks scared. He looks frustrated. He looks worried. You know, I'm strapped down, you know, my arms tied on a table like Jesus on the cross. Right. And can't move. Um, my uterus is being cut open. My son is in distress. I'm on, you know, heavy medication, narcotics, just, you know, but I'm on anesthesiology. I have IVs all over all of this stuff. And my husband sees me in that moment. And so all of these things are rushing through his head and he was just scared seeing me stretched out. And at that moment I said, and I looked at him cause I, I saw this, he was just pale <laughs> And it's, you know, it's weird to see my husband turn pale. Okay. So, um, at that moment, I just looked at him and I said, listen to the words of this song. And just then a calmness filled the room and the glory of God was present. There I was laying on the operating table, comforting my husband by worship music singing that had played in our house and our home on repeat for the last nine months. I couldn't get that song out of my head, out of my spirit. I just played it on repeat. So the doctor says, Ryan, you want to see your son as he's being brought into light or brought to light? And I cried. That, that was all I needed to hear because what seemed like a dark moment, God's light was upon us. After holding my son, the doctor told me, Angelica, you would have never survived a VBAC. Your son, your son's head is already hard and it, it was unable to cone. So I sat back and I said, okay, God. Cause I thought, well, maybe it's my hips, you know, I'm, uh, I'm overweight. So there could be some deformity issue, all these different things. And the doctor says that. And I said, Lord, by faith, you told me to go have a VBAC. I know. And here's why. I had more doctors on staff. The trauma RN ended up being a, a, a nurse from my home church. And they were doing a series on Joshua 1 and 9, Be Strong and Courageous. And they had wristbands. And she slapped the wristband on me and we prayed through the whole time. I've never been so surrounded by God. I mean, it was just an amazing experience. I cry just talking about it. <laughs> I would have not have had the surgical doctor that I had had I had went and just scheduled a C-section. I would have had somebody different. I had him because he only does high-risk pregnancy cases. Because he's the only one that specializes to deliver and treat emergencies for mothers who bleed to death. Because of the child's head not coning through the birth canal or you know, deformities and the baby's getting stuck in the, the, you know, in, in certain delivery and just all of these different things. So he performs high risk emergency C-sections and while I was on the operating table, I, I, I asked him, I said, why, what they were sewing me up <laughs> for lack of a better turn. But, um, 
they were stitching me up and they were like, I can't believe you're talking to us. My son, my husband is holding my son. He's over there in the corner. How much does he weigh? And, you know, check his toes. And he's asking all these questions. Does it got all his parts? You know, he's like, <laughs> I just love it. But I'm sitting there and I'm laying down, still strapped. And I'm talking to the doctor. And I asked him, I said, why did you become a doctor? Why did you become an you know, an emergency, why do you do C-sections? You're an emergency. Why do you do what you do? And he's from India. And he said that he became a doctor because mothers were dying and homes were being broken. And if this doctor had only known how God used him to be confirmation in my life. To meet that man, I was able to speak to him and say, I thank God for you. God has blessed you. I was able to have a conversation with him laying down on the table, him sewing me up. I was crying and I was filled with joy, my Lord. My God allowed me to see and know all odds stacked against me by obedience, by faith. I believed and I clung to his word. And now I have a testimony to share with you about boundaries in your faith. Let's get started. Jesus, family, daily life coaching equals diaper changes, spaghetti in the hair, mom life moments, cold coffee, tea, and a whole lot of giggles. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down, let's be friends. Hi, my name is Angelica Stanley, and I help mamas unleash their God-given purpose, overcome mindset roadblocks, set effective goals, create the ultimate business and family roadmap aka strategies from heaven by providing daily life coaching that will help you mama live your dream of serving your family and your calling while creating streams of income by writing your story, speaking from your story and launching the business to coach others from the outcome of your overcome. That's right. So if this is for you, welcome to the 10 a.m. connection. Alrighty, mama. So as always, you can get all of the questions that will be um, asked in this coaching podcast in the description. And I'm really excited like to let you know that this week's particular podcast will be um, embedded or linked with um, the blog that will comes out through Well Valley um, biweekly. So I'm really excited to just, you know, move forward with a lot of things and whatnot to just be able to provide you a full, you know, package conceptualization of, you know, just starting and developing in, you know, writing and healing and creating that book, the blog, you know, the online boutique, wherever God is calling you out into the marketplace. I just, uh, it, it just, it, it just bring it. I just love it. I'm just so honored and so blessed. Like I (laughs) have no words, but, um, this week's podcast today, I'm going to be talking to you, you know, how to establish healthy boundaries that encourage your walk in faith. Okay. Now, before we can actually do that 
and establish the boundaries, we got to really understand and identify the cracks within our mindset that stops you from following through and walking by faith and not by sight. Okay. And a lot of the times when, you know, working with my clients, it's majority of the time, it's just the lack of awareness in a boundary. Okay. It's because it was never presented. It's never been discussed. And, you know, a lot of my clients have, they're amazing coaches and leaders and just all of this, um, you know, just in this coaching industry and they write amazing material and content and just have amazing skill sets. And it's, I'm just honored to just be on this journey with these wonderful, beautiful godsend of women. And what I find is that they also have a huge level or a high level of, they have a experience, they have a long, long, long journey of trauma experiences. They've experienced various traumas in their life, uh, mental, physical, emotional, sexual, just all the various different things that could possibly happen. And they have naturally, I mean, to God be the glory, have just been equipped and encouraged and empowered by the Holy Spirit to get through things. And, And the beautiful part about it is, is that these women don't even at the moment they didn't realize that that's that's what that you know that it was god because of their lifestyle and things like that but they're in this moment and you know the ladies in the from you know way back when or now or in the future i'm just but there's always this moment where it's like you're walking with god but then you get that revelation (laughs) of he's really never left you nor forsaken you and so one of the beautiful parts about having a a trauma background or lacking boundaries because of, you know, various abandonment issues, um, neglect issues, and all of the things that could have possibly happened in childhood, there are cracks that as we've developed, our mindset was developed in those circumstances, okay? And so during the process of, you know, asking yourself, are my boundaries stopping me from walking in true faith? Myself included, I I, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for allowing me to go through this journey with you because I'm where I'm at and there are still days and instances where I am constantly being checked and I'm checking my fruit and checking my boundaries and checking all of the things because, you know, fear likes to paint a picture, but there's no outcome. There's no proof of it, right? There's no, there's, there's no proof of the picture that's being painted. It's all just to get you in a mindset that stops you from movement, from walking in true faith. And so a lot of times the enemy will go for things that we're not even like, I mean, he's a chump. Okay. So he's going to go for things for lack of a, he's a punk. Okay. So he's going to go for things that we don't even know about, but God is so good 
because he allows it. So God is allowing the enemy to bring things up, okay? Like by, you know, he's tempting us, right? God's allowing the test, okay? Because the enemy has to ask permission because you are his child, okay? Um, so the enemy tempts, but there's, yes, there's going to be some, you know, bitterness and hurt and pain and all of these things that are coming out, but God is exposing it. God wants to expose it so he can identify that crack, right? We got to identify that crack, the, like the clay pot, right? The potter, the clay pot. And we identify the crack. And then once we start identifying, we're allowed to move with the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can flood us. And what we're going to do is when you're asking yourself, are my boundaries stopping me from walking in true faith? If your boundaries are stopping you from walking in true faith by identifying the crack and replacing it with, so the crack would be the issue. Is it a fit of rage? Is it anger? Is it, you know, whatever mindset you may be struggling with? Is it whatever work of the flesh, okay, that is there, that is exposed, surrendering that to God, repenting, giving that to God and allowing God to show you, you know, what fruit you need to work with. Okay. And binding and loosing and all of those things. But before we get into that perspective of walking in faith, you really just got to know scripture. Okay. You got to really know the word of God so that you can decree and declare a thing and start simple. I say, start with a scripture a day. Okay. And you know, you're like, Angelica, how does this work with establishing healthy boundaries that encourage me to walk in faith? Starting with the, 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 what you think is a simple process. Okay is actually a foundational tool. If you speak to any, you know, theorists, um, um, Bible scholars, pastors, you know, anybody in the fivefold, it's the word of God, decree and declare in conjunction with the power of the Holy Spirit. You got boom, bat, like it's a double-edged sword. Okay. So are my boundaries stopping me from walking in true faith? Faith of a mustard seed, okay? A little bit, a word, a word, a word from God can, speaking the breath of God, the words of God, the Bible, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of them is love. If you read 1 Corinthians 13, faith Hope and love is expressed in the entire chapter. Okay. If we look at the break and, but first Corinthians 13, 13 is the last scripture of that. And so I wonder what your boundaries would look like when you really speak faith scriptures, when you speak scriptures of hope, when you speak scriptures of love to the thing that you have identified that is, has held you in bondage, in captivity. Okay. And this is how you start to establish healthy boundaries because once something is exposed, think about it. When you cut yourself, 
like you scrape yourself when you get, you don't cut yourself, but when you get an, in an accident or something like my son, um, he, he scratched himself the other day and on, on his, on his finger playing with a toy and we had to get a bandaid. And so the wound was exposed, the blood, it was bleeding. There was a crack. We rinsed it. We washed it. Well, think of yourself as washing that with the word of God and applying it over and over and over to that specific wound. And then we put the band-aid, okay? The Holy Spirit, okay? (laughs) And it has some neosporin on it. And it's got the healing blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, okay? I'm, I'm just being funny. But for real, if you look at it in that context, when you're looking at addressing your boundaries and if they're stopping you and wa- from walking in true faith, you really need to break down what are healthy and unhealthy boundaries and is my how are those stopping my action and is this true faith? So the next thing we're going to talk about and I want to transition into this particular question And mind you, you can get all of the scripture or the questions and everything in the description of this podcast. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk to you about is how am I setting boundaries out of fear? So you just went through all of one. You started like breaking down everything down and really looking at certain things. And we're, if you haven't picked up, we're picking, working on the mindset. Okay. So how am I setting boundaries out of fear? So this is a great way to see if you're actually setting boundaries, okay? Because you might've come from step one and you might've questioned one and you've been like, I didn't even know what a boundary was, Angelica. Like, okay. So for one, I talk about this directly and indirectly inside of When Vision Meets Purpose group coaching membership because, and inside of Well Valley Daily Women's Group. Because when processing the outcomes of your overcomes for a book, a blog, or whatever business that fits your dream of, you know, raising your babies, right? God has given you this vision. Well, bam, expect resistance, okay? So setting boundaries can be a scary thing. You can set a boundary and it can literally be, you're going to expect to receive resentment and anger from the other person, from the situation, a lot of kickback, resistance, okay? I posted a, on Facebook, on my personal page, I posted, you know, just a question like, you know, have you experienced boundaries and all this? And a dear friend, a family friend of mine responded and was like, you know, I, I lost a lot of people, you know, a lot of anger. That person was angry. They treated me differently. They were horrible to me when I set these boundaries and it was just an eye opener. So we kind of talked about that back and forth and it was just amazing to like see when you're on the other side of that for so long, you didn't know, but then you know, and you start doing, and then you start to see like, uh, like the stuff, like, really? Like, that's what was really going on. And so if you're like me, I learned that in insisting on a fair boundary <laughs> got me in trouble. Okay. Uh, it got me in trouble. It got me yelled at and it got me thrown into the haters category. Okay. Um, yes, I said it. It got me thrown into, oh, well, she's a hater. She, she's this, she's just jealous and she's envious. And I got thrown into that category because I couldn't cross a boundary knowing what I knew. Okay. The question is, how are you setting boundaries out of fear? 
And I gave you the example of I could not cross a boundary knowing what I knew. On one end of the picture, it looked beautiful. But on the other end of the picture, there were lies and deceit and it was not on a solid foundation. Expect resistance. When you have to set a healthy boundary and it may feel awkward and it may feel, and you might be put in the seat of, oh, you, of the bad guy, quote, quote, right? But when setting boundaries, really ask yourself, am I facing fear as in I don't know who God says I am? Or is this because I know what God says and I can't do this? Did you catch that? When setting boundaries, really ask yourself, am I facing fear? Am I facing resistance? Am I facing persecution? Am I facing, you know, backlash? Am I facing any of these things as in I don't know who God says I am? Like I'm facing this because you think I don't know who God says I am or wait, do I really not know who God says I am? Am I not really on a solid foundation of my identity in Christ? Because if you really want to talk about this, if you're setting boundaries out of fear, you're setting things, they're real harsh and they're mean or they're weak because we don't really have an identity in Christ. Because let me tell you, I don't care how beautiful, how glitzy, how glamorous, how the Rolls Royce car, whatever. I don't even care. I'll tell you right now. Be so filled with God in your purpose that the enemy could show you glitz, diamonds, gold, money, jewels, and everything. And when God says no, it's a no. (laughs) Okay? So you have to know, is this out of fear or is it because I, or is this a no? I'm saying no because I know that this is a no. This is wrong. Why is this wrong? Well, you're able to know that this is wrong or there's just not right for one, your spirit. Two, there's confirmation. Three, you know the word of God. You've been in the word of God, not just a scripture like a bumper sticker. Okay. I know that's kind of harsh. But it's literally, you know, the context, you know, the breakdown, you understand what it's talking about. You know what it you you're you've learned, you've been seasoned, you're you're starting. And you may be saying, Well, Angelica, I'm new. I don't I don't really know. Start somewhere. Just start. Okay. I tell you, that goes a whole a faith of a mustard seed, okay? So, or maybe you have a fear of not being liked. Okay, let's talk about this one. You have a fear of not being liked because you have always been the weird one, the quiet one, or the shy one, possibly the one with all the ideas, but never, quote, brave enough to walk them out. And, or maybe you're the all talk, so to speak. So people kindly take advantage of your kindness, right? Um, Indirectly, passive aggressively set you up, right? And they'll take stuff or you feel like they've taken from you and they take advantage of your kindness, your patience and your generosity, right? I want to transition this with 
When have you been led to break away from someone or something or not do something and you did? Did you have any resentment? You have to ask yourself, did you have any resentment? And the reason why I ask you that is because on Instagram the other day, (laughs) I posted it. um, I posted it and it was just um, kind of just, you know, for conversation. But really, I had posted, you know, fear paints a bigger story than it can prove. Okay. And on a previous, on a post before that, it says the question was, how do I know if my boundaries are weak? And then plus I provided you a healthy outcome, an example. So it says one of them is you say yes when you really want to say no. So overcoming this and learning and breaking down and identifying, you know, the lack of boundary or a harsh boundary, however we, you know, it ends up becoming. Once you are able to identify that, you'll be able to say no without guilt. Okay. And I ask you that because, you know, when have you been led to break away from someone or something or do something and you did, but you have some type of resentment, you have some type of resentment, like you're feeling that guilt or that, that, that emotional connection that's still there, even though you want to say no, right? But you're unable to say no without the guilt. That's a sign of a, of a, of a weak boundary. Okay. And the reason why I wanted to present it this way is because I want to encourage you to stop and take a few moments every time you're faced with a boundary situation and simply stop. Okay. Stop. Here's the acronym that I'm talking to you about. Grab a pen or paper, chisel, hammer, whatever it is, hit pause. Okay. But I want you to stop. S-T-O-P. We're going to look at subjective. Okay. We're going to look up, look at subjective. Subjective in the STOP acronym is pretty much the breaking down of everything that like your surroundings, the, the subjective parts in your life right now. Okay. Um, one of the great things about what I do and um, just being a coach and having my background and things like that um, with psychoeducation and things like that is, you know, the subjective part of things is relating to it's personal or it's personalized. It's an individual situation. Is it being internalized? Um, it's it, an emotional process, okay? And the reason why I bring this up is because once you're able to really identify the subjective parts in a situation, it allows you to further understand your place and really get your mind in a situation where you feel that you're not going to emotionally react, okay? 
You're not going to emotionally react. And the reason I say emotionally react is because a lot of times things will happen. And when these things happen, it's right in the midst of something, right? So you're facing a boundary situation, okay? So all of the emotions, all of the things are happening. And so I want you to think of, you know, um, is do you have do you have a, a backache in the moment? Do you have like you're getting in an argument or something happens and it's a communication situation and you start to feel pains in your stomach or you get tension in your shoulders, your jaw starts to tighten or clench. Um, you know, wh- how are you feeling in this moment? What what are you experiencing and express those types of things? And you're starting to have this conversation, okay, in your head, right? And you're in this process, okay, or you're journaling, okay? And then the next thing that I want to talk to you about is the, the T for timeline, okay? I want you to think about, you know, not only just what time is it on the clock, okay? But I want you to think, you know, how old are you? What is going on in this situation? What is the under, you know, just the different time factors. How much time have we been talking about this? Am I focusing my attention on this or is my mind wandering to other things? The timeline in that this situation has happened. How long has this been brewing? How long has this been sitting there? Now, this could be in an instance or this can be, you know, journaling, processing, writing. Um, A lot of times I'll implement this with clients who get stuck on certain things and it's just to walk them through the writing process, that cathartic process that that they're experiencing, um, you know, through prayer and supplication. So, and then the objective portion of this for the O is basically the observations. Okay. Um, what are you seeing in the other person and what are you seeing in yourself? Okay. And it's really just allowing your mind to work because P is for process because you need to get through the process. When we get emotionally triggered or we get emotionally reactive, we miss out on the process that God has allowed the test to occur because the enemy is tempting us to stop us from getting the process or the outcome of the overcome, which God has already has in our favor. Okay. So our job is to be mindful of these situations, attentional, intentionally look at these things so that we can you know, address things in a way that is going to really help you get the healthy picture and and really see. And, you know, if you ever imagine what the healthy picture looked like, you know, actually walking through it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you um, as we transition into this last question. But, you know, growing up, um, I'm just going to be real with you. Like my life was a total crap show full of emotions. Okay. I had a lot of emotional, mental, a a lot of physical, some sexual, different things, type of abuse that occurred in my life that, and my circumstances, I wasn't able, I didn't know how to articulate those things. 
So because I didn't know how to identify subjective thoughts and processes and emotions and what was right and what was wrong and all those things, I didn't have a reference of time. I didn't know like I would get in this zone. I would space out as a child. I would do certain things, okay? And then the objective portion of it, you know, I wasn't able to have empathy or see what the other person was experiencing. I wasn't able to focus on them and really be in the conversation. I was in fight or flight. Therefore, I missed out on so many processes in my life as a child that now I'm letting you know right now, I snatching back everything that was stolen (laughs) in the name of Jesus. Get your fruit back club. Okay. So The reason why I share this with you is because I was a career woman by day and a party animal by night. I had that double identity thing going, okay? So everyone had always told me that it was a phase and that you go through it and then the issue was I was stuck. I really was. I had no clue who I was. I had boundary issues because I lacked an identity in Christ. I had boundary issues because I lacked an identity in Christ. As a wife and a mom, I'm completely humbled and honored to work with such amazing and strong women now, you know, to hear their story and coach them to design the vision that God has given them in order to fulfill his purpose and will for them in this earth. It's priceless. Yes, we're talking about boundaries. And yes, we're talking that it can be, it is an emotional crap show when you're processing the, the, you're writing, you're healing, and you're going through these things, but you're not, and that's not to say, but like in comparison or to be little, but you're not the only one working to face giants. Okay. A lot of times our boundaries, strong or weak will make us They'll actually build a, a wall of pride, okay? And in this next question, I want to talk to you about when does walking by faith start to look like, uh, am I going crazy? <laughs> um, because you get to a point where it's like, what is this? How is this working? If you ever, If you ever do something that goes against the norm of things, Or earlier I spoke to you about, you know, my personal experience of choosing to do a VBAC when the doctors were against it, right? And everyone would tell me, just have a C-section. You already did it. Just get it over with. But I believed, right? I believed, I believed that I was to go through this process, okay? So I want to take you into Hebrews 11. And as we're in Hebrews, I... Uh, I encourage you, as always, to read the entire chapter on your own, okay? Don't take my word for it because, you know, I mean, I'm not, but, you know, somebody could be lying to you. They could be saying something is the word and it ain't the word. You hear me? So go to Hebrews 11, you know, you can hear the pages turning. I'm turning it, okay? And I want you to go to Hebrews 11 and I just want you to read it. You can even pause this however you want, but I want to talk to you about boundaries and the outcomes of the overcome. Okay. So it says Hebrews 11, one, and we're going to close on this. 
It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Verse two, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse three, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Hallelujah. Verse four, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Mm. Verse five, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had his testimony that he, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse six, but with, okay, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Verse seven, we're going to end at nine. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Verse eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance and he went out, not knowing where he was going. Amen. Verse 9. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. I'm going to close on verse 10. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I always find it fascinating to see the outcomes of the overcomes. We don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know, you know, the time span, all of these different things. But I really, really want to encourage you on understanding that to establish a healthy boundary that encourages your walk in faith. Verse 10 says, whose builder and maker is God. Are you setting boundaries, healthy boundaries, based on prayer and supplication and moving with the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you healing through the process so that you can get the outcome of the overcome that not only is going to bless, bless you and get your healing, but it's also going to bless those in your family and others for years to come. 
I pray this encourages you. Thank you for tuning in and, you know, catch up on um, the blog this week where I will be talking to you about how do I know if my boundaries are too weak or too rigid and then I will close the blog with how does my morning routine help me in setting healthy boundaries okay if this blessed you encouraged you in any type of way uh, I thank you for your time and I would you know like share invite somebody you know um hop inside of Well Valley Daily Women's Group. I'd love to have you and, you know, post a question in the group and we can chat about anything that you are, you know, looking to work through and process so you can get the outcomes of your overcomes in Jesus name. God bless you. I love you. And uh, stay tuned for this message. mama so I know that was a pretty content heavy intense podcast and I also hit you with don't forget about the blog on Friday are coming up so I want to encourage you to get my ultimate write your story checklist okay not only so that you can write heal and create through the process in starting your book, blog, signature coaching business or package or launching that dream business while raising your babies, but also so you can get on the email list and you can start getting, you know, weekly updates on what's going on or what's the newest podcast or, you know, I send out a weekly email just so you can kind of keep this worked into your daily life for free encouragement, support, and all of that great stuff. So again, I really want to encourage you if you found this helpful and you're looking for a place to package all of this and just start somewhere, go to wellvalley.org forward slash write your story checklist to hear more about it. You can click the link in the description or you can just simply go to wellvalley.org and you'll see the freebie all over on our website. I put it there on like that on purpose because I really believe that it'll help you in the process of developing and stewarding family and business. God bless you and thank you for tuning in to this podcast and until the next time on the 10 a.m. Connection.